2: i sure didn't drain any swamps, but when it comes to graft and corruption and everybody wetting his beak, California, yeah, that's a swamp too. We can't put up a housing unit for the homeless for less than 500 grand or build a rail line connecting the state for less than 200 million dollars a mile. Even though in France, with all their socialism, they did it for more like 15 million. California is a blue state that is completely held together by red tape. It's no wonder people are leaving in droves. Wow. Hey, I'll make you a deal, lefties.
1: Uh,
3: Let's get more people on the right to admit that was right-wingers that attacked the Capitol and tried to overthrow the government. Okie doke. Let's say that on the right, and then people on the left say, uh, wokeism and environmental concerns and red tape and this are going to destroy the country. Particularly wokeism. Here's more of uh, Bill Maher.
2: One of the casualties in this attack on the Capitol this month was Ashley Babbitt. She was a Trump-loving small business owner. She had a pool cleaning company right down the road here in San Diego. And maybe, since all politics is local, all she knew was that she lives in a state that seems to care more about her toxic whiteness than her toxic brokenness. And that the state that's run entirely by Democrats? yeah they didn't stop anyone from charging her 169% interest on a loan either. It shouldn't be that surprising that America is full of fed up, unhappy people who just want to break sh.
3: So yesterday I had a brief flirtation with optimism, which I haven't had in quite some time, about our culture and the future of the country, and it's partially because I think I came across in one day four of my favorite liberals, and they're way to the left of me, On practically everything except for they recognize wokeness as a danger to our country. That would be Bill Maher. That would be Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone. Or he writes for what now? Substack Substack. now. It's kind of his Um, own thing, yeah. James Lindsay, who I follow him all the time. Super lefty, atheist, votes Democrat his whole life up until this election because he's worried about what the Democrats are going to do with wokeness. Who's worried about wokeness destroying the country? And Sam Harris, who's a huge podcast phenomenon. Millions of people take in his voice. Also a lefty progressive. Couldn't stand, couldn't hate Trump more. Couldn't hate a lot of the things I care about more, but he believes wokeness is a disease. It's a cult and it's going to destroy the country. He thinks that because it's true. He thinks that because it's true. And the fact that Joe Biden played into some of it last week
4: bothered him. This is what it sounded like on Sam Harris's podcast. The fact that Joe Biden just announced that his COVID relief package would be targeted to non-white people suffering the economic effects of the pandemic. Many of you have probably seen that video. He stepped before the cameras and said that this aid would preferentially go to people of color, Latinos. He threw Asians in there as though Asian Americans were an especially beleaguered bunch even though in the aggregate they're doing better than anyone. This was an act of breathtaking political stupidity. Given the political needs of the moment, given the need to figure out how to build a bridge right of center, at a minimum given the need not to confirm the paranoia of everyone right of center, That there's a tsunami of wokeness now breaking over all of society and the future for people who want to get beyond racializing every question in American life will be one of re-education by pink-haired lesbians. There is a culture war that needs to be won here and racializing everything isn't the way to win it.
3: So I like the fact that he called it breathtakingly stupid for Joe Biden to
5: do that. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and i'm surprised to use the word paranoia for anyone to the right i wonder if he was using finger quotes there because it's legitimate concern
3: Well, right, and so i have pushed back against this notion that white people are scared of the browning of america because i've just thought it's stupid most white people couldn't give a crap i don't know anybody who cares what percentage of the country is white or brown or whatever um i really don't i know there are people that do but I haven't run into them. It's not such a phenomenon that all us white people talk about all the time. We're so concerned about how brown it's, it's getting. But you will start hearing about it. I'll start being concerned about it for me and my own kids. If you start making policies where you punish people for being white. Right. If you're gonna, or any color. If you're going to punish my son for running a business someday because he's white, well, then, yeah, I'm going to worry about the browning of America. So
5: way to drive me into that camp. Right. Joe Biden, right, and other woke people. Meanwhile, the other insidious part of this triangle is that they equate any defense of the institutions of the country, be it the Constitution, free speech, that sort of thing. And the New York Times the other day printed an editorial that was really saying, taking seriously the idea of the only way to save our democracy is to end the First Amendment as we know it. And they actually printed that that the insidious garbage. But to equate any defense. Of the norms that have held us together as a nation with white supremacy, they do that all the time. You've, you've heard that routinely. To defend any of the institutions of this country is to be a racist. And if they can join those two ideas, racists must be punished. And anybody who defends the Constitution as a racist, they seize power. It is a naked power play. It's straight out of Marxism. I mean, like they didn't even bother to change the lyrics. And it's dangerous, and it's ugly, and it's it's about power. It's not about justice. It's about the opposite of justice.
3: So back to my original point, four of the most respected voices in liberalism that I like um, are saying this. Now, they're older white males so maybe they get dismissed out of hand well i'm sure they do get dismissed another part of of
5: new racism yeah
3: by a certain crowd but i i hope there's more people that believe on the left what bill maher and sam harris for instance believe than what the crazies believe that you're by definition a racist if you're white and we've got to you know correct historical injustices forever i guess
5: well, if, if I were to aim the fire hose of reality at the candle of your optimism, it would be to point out that the schools are taking kids at age five and up and indoctrinating them into the sick, sick modern ideology.
3: The That's main scary. reason that my son is in a different school is I'm worried about that. Yeah. School districts spending money that they on the, the anti-racist book. To teach kids. Wow, fantastic. And what's Good the, luck uh, with that society, man.
5: I can never remember the name of that chick from the San Diego schools who was at the forefront of uh, the indoctrination and the racial purity uh, retraining sessions and the rest of it. Um, she's now uh, one of Biden's appointees, undersecretary of education, Cindy Martin. So, Yeah.
3: Great. One of the craziest voices in American education coming out of San Diego, and we've talked about it a lot, is now in the Biden education department.
5: Right. Yeah, I don't mean to bring anybody down or freak them out or anything, but I think this might be the battle of our time. The, the moment by moment Trump headlines in the news, uh, they're interesting and sometimes they're significant. Often they're not. Uh, but the battle for the minds of our young people, will they be woke or will they be Americans? Um, it's going on and they're, they're taking your kid and spending hours of every day indoctrinating them. I don't know what, well, I have a feeling I do know what I would do if my kids were young enough to be in schools right now. I would be extremely concerned. And I mean, like, school shooting concerned about their, their safety and their mental health.
3: You mean as worried as you get about school right, shooting? Exactly. Not, yeah. You're going to shoot the school. Good Lord, no. Well, I just.
5: Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It, it is a threat almost on that level. At the point that the New York Times is saying, no, the way to save your rights is to give them away, and people in the salons of Manhattan and D.C. are saying, yeah, you know, they make an excellent point there. We're in a strange and dangerous time, so.
3: But I'm. But again, I'm glad that some of the the most respected liberal voices out there on our, are on our side when it comes to wokeism. So that's fantastic.
5: Right here, here, yeah, and and it's about not hating people because they disagree with you. You know, if they're a patriot and you're a patriot, eh, we'll we'll figure out our disagreements down the road. We got to band together with those folks.
3: Coke and Pepsi have come to an agreement. There they, you go. See, it's
5: exactly what I'm talking about. The lion and the lamb.
3: They huh? aren't. They aren't going to put ads in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's kind of interesting the speculation as to why. And, uh, but
5: they came to an times, agreement.
3: Times change.
5: Wait a minute. This uh, fizzy sugar water collusion. This is, uh, I want the antitrust guys to look into this. Where's R.C. Cole and all this? How about, how about the good doctor, Pepper? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dr.
3: Jill Biden, Dr. Pepper. You throw around that term so loosely. This is misogyny. Uh, but all that stuff on the way. Is this from the new Greta Van Fleet album? Yes, it is. Yeah. My Way Soon. I hope he says mama a lot, because that's my favorite part of it.
5: Because lots of people do these days.
3: Like he was born in 1998 and he's from Minnesota or something. Especially
5: when they're not imitating Led Zeppelin.
3: Do they still sound like Led Zeppelin? I think so. He still sounds like Robert Plant.
5: I'll check the album out, though. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I like the hard Um, rock. I'll give him a chance. Everybody sounds like somebody.
3: I don't like it when he wears the half shirts. I just. Uh, how about the comedy stylings of Seth Meyers?
1: A kitchen appliance company recently unveiled a new ice cream machine that makes soft serve ice cream in less than ninety seconds using pods like a Keurig coffee maker. And I know there are dangerous things going on in the country right now, but this is definitely also one of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you can make ice cream with a little. That'd be cool. Ninety seconds. Soft serve. Hmm. Oh. So when when I uh, gave you a thousand dollars for eating seventy hot dogs, Sean, how long was it before you ate another hot dog?
6: Um, probably at least a calendar year. It was seventy hot dogs in a week, right? Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. I believe it was sixty three or somewhere around that because I was trying to do in a week what that year's hot dog eating champion did in ten minutes. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a long time and that was just at a, a single dog at a sporting event. I didn't purchase another hot, like package of hot dogs until about a week and a half ago.
3: So I was just wondering, cause we had our ice cream eating contest on Saturday night and I've right now, I Your feel family, like family,
5: not the show, my just family, for, yeah. for folks just tuning yep, in. Yeah.
3: The four of us. Um, right now I feel like I'll never eat ice cream again. I can't imagine ever huh. eating ice cream again in my life. And we have... A lot of it in our fridge because of the, the contest. But.
5: My sister was over the other night, and I was pouring myself a bourbon. Is, is my habit come the evening time? <laughs> and uh, And she said, not a chance, based on high school overindulgence.
3: I haven't had rum since I was 19.
5: <laughs> wow, coward. <laughs> it's a fickle friend, the rum. Oh, I haven't had Oh, it'll put its arm around you. And say, you're my best buddy. And then in the morning, it punches you in the face I over and over again. I haven't
3: had cinnamon schnapps since I was 19 that particular day. Well,
5: that's probably good. I almost shot my foot off. Oh, wait a minute. Liquor and firearms. Yeah, Sign me up.
4: <laughs>
3: Out hunting in the morning with some schnapps.
5: Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Dick Cheney over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God uh
3: that was probably i just put a hole in the bottom of my buddy's truck though i shot through the floorboard oh
5: my gosh and um wow that's poor gun safety oh yeah <laughs>
6: oh not boy. exercising trigger discipline no
3: no 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 yikes yeah unbelievable really wow. looking back on it it's just shocking i was resting the barrel on my foot Oh. on the top of my foot oh. he hit a bump and it flew up and it went off and it didn't go through my foot it went through the floorboard because it had bounced <sighs> similar scene happens in pulp fiction and
6: that's that's how marvin uh, well, meets his end spoiler alert my yeah.
3: life would have been somewhat different had i you know shot through my foot
5: yeah right mm-hmm. your ballroom dancing career for instance never would have gotten off the ground
3: god dang it what a moronic thing to do yeah well you were 19 years, soft stuff Drinking age was 18 at that time, by the way. For the record. Because 18-year-olds are responsible. Yes. As I pointed out just there with that story.
5: <laughs> oh, boy.
3: Um, so was your
5: finger on the trigger, do you think? Or did no. the gun just go off?
3: No. I, I don't know how it happened. I'm sure my finger wasn't on the trigger. I'm not that stupid. But yeah. mm. why I had a loaded gun like that. In is,
5: case a deer jumped in the car. <laughs> I remember
3: my buddy stopped and got up and crawled underneath his truck. No, it didn't hit anything important. So we just went on.
5: Just put a little hole in the bottom. Anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> I like the Chiefs' chances this week. Um, well, the Super Bowl is <laughs> as I was saying before you shot my truck. Sorry, go on.
3: <laughs> Super Bowls in a couple of weeks, and oh, I just I actually like the ads better than the game. Oh, I want to kill
5: you right now. Was the thing With for a while. Bare hands
3: we we we're, we're all kind of over the whole Super Bowl ad thing but they still people still pay a gazillion dollars or at least they did to have ads during the Super Bowl but ratings have been tapering off and the bang for the buck it's been questioned somewhat in recent years and Coke and Pepsi traditionally heavy on Super Bowl ads often the winners or you know they 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 often place three or four ads in the top 10 most like ads Coke spent 10 million dollars on ads last year
5: Bunch of different ads. Coke and Pepsi, no ads during the Super Bowl this year. Oh, boy. Man, when the net, it's on Fox? This year, I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter. When whatever network went to Coke and Pepsi said, All right, fellas, how many can we sign you up for this year? They had to be mighty disappointed. Yeah, well, we'll take a pass. You'll what? What now? God, if Budweiser
3: did the same, it'd be, uh, they might not have the game. Um, Coca-Cola well, just hold it on some high school field. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of the way it was the the early Super Bowl. You could you could walk up and buy a ticket day of game. There weren't enough people interested in watching it. Sure. Um, couldn't Coca- air on tape in the middle of the night or something like yeah. that? I can't remember. Uh, NBA Finals did
6: that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Coca-Cola said it was a difficult choice, and that it makes more sense to be investing in right resources during these unprecedented times, which is the sort of thing you say when you just decided it ain't worth it spending that much money on what you
5: charge for an ad now.
3: There you go. Wow,
5: that is uh, definitely a turn.
3: That is that is a huge deal for the whole Super Bowl ads are a big deal thing. Because um, keep in mind that PepsiCo owns Coca Cola and PepsiCo own all kinds of different things, not just those two
5: fountain drinks. Right. Oh yeah, uh, virtually every soft drink and snacks and yeah, all sorts of stuff. Oh boy, you
3: times know, we, change. Things things come and go.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this COVID story, um, everybody's still waiting for the new strains to go kaboom. They're concerned in the barrier of California about that very thing, even as hospitalizations have leveled off and the crisis of early January appears to have passed, more or less. They're they're bracing themselves for a new wallop. Yeah. So got on got, it goes.
3: Gottlieb says it will be the dominant strain by about March.
5: Got to get that Johnson Johnson vaccine going. Get all the vaccines out. What's going on with that? Somebody update me on that. Where's my vaccine at? I remain unjabbed. I want to get jabbed today.
1: Somebody jab me.
7: Armstrong and Getty.
3: So, uh, we have some breaking news here. Mitch McConnell just said on the floor about the Capitol insurrection, the mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people, and they tried to use fear and violence to stop a specific proceeding of the first branch of the federal government, which they did not like. So, I think that gives you an idea where McConnell is on the whole thing. Is he Does that make him a yes vote? The mob was fed lies. They were provoked by
5: the president. Oh, that sounds like a yes vote to me.
3: There uh, aren't going to be 17 yes votes. An interesting situation that you have here is, so well, that's the leadership of the Republicans in the Senate. Kevin McCarthy voted no last week, but... Um, the number three, Ms. Cheney, she was a yes vote. And so a lot of people on the right, a lot of people in the Republican Party and a lot of people on the right, including like Sean Hannity, said she needs to step down. And he's got a decent argument. No matter what you think of impeachment, whether you agree or don't agree, two almost 200 Republicans voted no, about 10 voted yes. She's with the 10 that voted yes. How are you the leader? If well, 200 pro, disagree with you.
5: It's a profile encourage courage would be the answer if you believe that. It takes enormous leadership courage to...
3: That's an argument why she voted that way. I get that. But why would she be the leader? How can you lead something where 95% of the people disagree with
5: you? Well, if she's not booted out almost immediately, what does that say? I don't
3: know. She said she's not going anywhere. I think McCarthy said she's not going anywhere. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what any of that means, but it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, because yeah. you, you, you have it's reasonable to expect again whether you agree or disagree. It's reasonable to ex- expect that your leaders agree with ninety five percent of your
5: group, or you'd think they'd get heaved out. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, this is a very strange situation. Uh, you say there's no way they get 17 Republican votes to convict. I'm out of the prediction business. The, both parties keep doing things that I think surely they won't do that because that would be long term suicide. And then they just do it. The only <laughs> long term thinking. <laughs> Sorry, I am an idiot. Hilarious. Yeah, I know.
3: The only reason I, I, I think that is I, th- with Tom Cotton and others making the argument that, look, you can't impeach people, convict people when they're out of office. That would be a historical precedent and they get to vote n- no. On that reason, Mm -hmm. even if they think the president was guilty, they've got cover for it. Um, that's the reason. But there have been some reports that behind the scenes, there's easily 17 votes. And if they all go at once, like Bob Dole, Republican senator, used to say, we, you know, on complicated legislation that people weren't going to like, we all got to have one foot, you know, in the boat. And so if any of us, if we're all together, the boat won't tip over. But if any of us try to get out, the boat's going to tip over. Mm. And, um, it's possible that's being maneuvered behind the scenes. That nobody's going to say that out loud ahead of time, and you know, take the heat. But if you had, you know, a whole bunch of Republicans vote that one day guilty, what kind of heat are they going to take? You could withstand that storm, couldn't you, politically? Oh, you know. On the we, other
5: hand, we, at, we would find out how much energy the hardcore Trump uh, coalition had, and how long it could be sustained then could reshape the Republican Party for the rest of time. Of course, both parties are constantly reshaping themselves, so I'm not even sure, you know, that's a uh, matter. Not like this, though. This yeah, is pretty major.
3: um But, for instance, I'm looking up at Garth Brooks on Good Morning America. I'm going to play a little clip of him because he's playing the inauguration. We mentioned that earlier. Garth Brooks is going to play in the inauguration. You
5: Star-studded wouldn't... lineup, Jack. That's what I read.
3: You wouldn't believe how many texts we got from people saying, I used to love Garth. I can't believe he's doing that. Never again. Or I'm done with Garth forever. Because he's going to play music at the nation's inauguration, you're not going to listen to Garth Brooks anymore. Yeah, Does not mean just, he advocates any pro, pro, particular political policy?
6: Likelihood those people also chastise athletes for not going to the White House because of whoever was. It's, it's it's it's. I see it on all sides. Like, yeah, I just
5: don't see the world that way. It's a big gig. There'll be a lot of people yeah. watching. He's a musician. I just I don't. Right I'm not right right far. right. I'm fired up about a lot of stuff, but, you know, the R versus D thing, not so much.
3: Well, we just, but how about just, you can't operate like that. You can't no. operate where, like, there's just no way to run the, the world.
5: Lady Gaga, J-Lo, Garth Brooks, Justin Timberlake, John Bon Jovi to the delight of no one, Lynn manuel Miranda, too many three-word I names. Think
3: there are a lot of 50-year-old women that would disagree you. Disagree with you on the John Bon Jovi thing, please.
5: Leslie Jones, Eva Longoria, and Tom Hanks among the stars tap to a beer. What is Tom Hanks going to do? Some dramatic reading or something? He'll come off as amiable and then and, and, and likable. I think
3: he's an MC. I think he'll come off as likable. Hey, he's really good at that.
5: Yeah, he's going to rock the mic and say unity like unity ish stuff. I don't know. I'm just so over it.
3: Oh yeah, I'm not going to watch a freaking second of that. <laughs> You gonna watch no. the swearing in? I doubt it. Really? I was at the swearing in last year, or four years ago. <laughs> Sick brags.
6: Uh,
5: yeah,
3: yeah. No kidding. Um, well, I think that's a contrast to. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I was there. I traveled clear across the country mm. to see it in person. But I get what it is. I don't know what they got. I don't know if I've watched him in the past. What, what's, what's what's you? You're gonna watch it apparently. What's what's the I always thing? do? Okay. Oh, I believe in the peaceful transfer of power. I'm a big fan of it. I think it's absolutely awesome, but I don't
5: I don't need to see it. What's the whole history unfolding thing, I guess? I don't know. It's a ceremony. You think you might die right there? I I I think actuarial tables say there's at least a decent chance. I get a, and not from some unspeakable act of political violence, from time.
6: I get a strange hate-watch pleasure watching live broadcasts put on by people who are not accustomed to doing live that right the awkward silences oh, like the 90 seconds in between who, who's next here is coming
5: up I, I i don't know i it, like that stuff yeah but it's like the kentucky derby now i remember it's all coming back to me you tune in you see the coverage starts at two and you know right. whenever you turn it on you think all right here we go <laughs> let's see some horses run <laughs> and then some some guy makes a speech and then the brass band plays and it's good playing but yeah and then another speech, and then the choir sings. Then some poet drones on for like 15 minutes. Then another speech, and then and you realize, wait a minute, the POTUS and the old POTUS, they're not even on a bandstand yet. And they stretch it out for hours.
3: I heard he's going to be sworn in on a Koran. No, that was Obama.
5: Right. Right. Wrong. Eh, anyway, yeah, I'll watch it if I think of it.
3: I don't know. Um, I'll watch it if I think about it. Well, it's way more
5: commitment than I gave. <laughs> I it, I'm very busy there will be film at 11, is the old expression. <laughs> very
3: goes. important. It's history. It's a peaceful
5: transfer power. I'll watch it if I if I think of it. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's fine.
3: <laughs> I know. It's good. I know. And then it's like, nice. Like you said earlier, I get to see Garth Brooks perform. I like Garth Brooks. I like Justin Timberlake. But I can see that. Right now, I can turn off the microphone and watch 500 different
5: performances. By each of them. And a handful of them together, probably. <laughs> Um yeah the uh, there are a couple of things I uh, I get stressed out about watching the inauguration Interesting. almost every time. And one is the the old guy sitting there wishing he could still be the potus unless it's two terms. Um and then then the Trump's not even shown up so I don't have to worry about that. Second thing is I get super nervous when they're doing the oath. I'm afraid they're <laughs> the gonna, they're going to screw it up. Wow, that's interesting. Or for, be so nervous they forget the words. Huh. Do you solemnly swear I solemnly is it is it swear or promise? I can't. I was distracted. I saw a friend in the crowd. I just I'm afraid they're gonna. Cause some of those phrases get kind of long and they they make me nervous. I think it's probably a throwback to my wedding. Mm. Um, I was afraid of screwing that up. And then you're not married. Do you and take you, this and you woman to heaven, hold to love and to sin and to sickness and blah, blah, blah. oh wait, that got really long, irreverent. And oh, if you yeah. get it wrong,
3: you're not married and you're not allowed a second chance. <laughs>
5: Right, you got to go find a new girlfriend. <laughs> it's right there in the Bible.
3: Um, the Bible. So you missed out on this conversation we had while you're out of the room. Do you think Trump will be pleased? It's over. I mean, is there a a certain amount or a great deal of? You know, I'm glad that's over because I remember it, this probably happens with a lot of two term presidents, especially when um, uh, when Bush was done. He. It was reported that he got in the limo or whatever. Next place he sat down, he loosened his tie and said, "Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, free at last." Yeah, you know. And he he went out the door with like a twenty nine percent approval rating and getting beat up over the war in Iraq every single day. And mm-hmm. and plus the that job has just got to be a a, a bee buster. Yeah. Even oh, if yeah. you like it and you're happy, you won, and it's the most the greatest thing you've ever done in your life, which I'm sure it is. Um, the idea that I'm not responsible for all this anymore.
5: Right. There's got to be a huge measure of relief. And and Trump referenced it a number of times in speeches. He said, look, and it, it was odd given the events that followed, but he said, look, if I lose, I lose. I got. I had a great life. I'll get back to that life. That's fine.
3: Well, that's what I wonder. He's going to be in Mar-a-Lago by the time Biden's being inaugurated, and he's probably going to think, I play golf. Nobody's going to scream any questions at me. I'm going to, you know. I'll be followed by, uh, surrounded by people who only agree with me and laugh at my jokes, like my exactly. life has always
5: been. Now let's inaugurate a golf game. <laughs> yeah, I'm up. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be relieved to some extent. Hmm.
3: Would have won if it weren't for the pandemic. That's one interesting aspect of that that I think will be lost to history. He absolutely freaking would have won. He's gonna. People are gonna talk about. I've already heard conversations. He's the worst president we've ever had. Blah blah blah. Oh, no, no He no. would
5: have absolutely been reelected. Yep. If it weren't for the pandemic. Yep. Joe Biden, well, why? No, no, no. Why? You can't even make me. I'm not going to. No. I was just asking if he thought he'd be pleased that it's over. Relax. Relax. Let's go over the highlights of the Biden campaign. And we're through. (laughs) Was there even one? (laughs) I'm not Trump. This campaign. And it worked. The great gray man is going to be inaugurated tomorrow if he lasts that long.
3: We probably should wait for tomorrow for this, but what's uh, what's your over under on him uh, making it to the end of his four year term?
5: Well, I had predicted and I will stand by it. I don't have a high degree of certainty, but it's a good possibility he serves two years in a day. And then, then Kamala says, kills him. Uh, then come on, kill him <laughs> exactly. And then he, he fell with a pillow over his face. Right, he shot himself in five different places. Um, no, uh, he will say, look, uh, it's it's uh, terrible, but many people can relate to this. My mental facilities, faculties are are declining. Um, I no longer feel like I can do a, a great job at this, and I think uh, Kamla here would do a better job. So I'm resigning the presidency. And he'll wait two years and a day so she can run two more times. Of course, she'll run one more time and lose in a landslide because she's a terrible human being, in my opinion. But yeah, and her own and a party
3: didn't like her.
5: Oh no, didn't even make it to Iowa. they treating her like a queen now is so weird. Didn't even make it to get her arse kicked in Iowa. Her nobody would give her any money. No, you're a terrible candidate. You got to get out of the race before Iowa, among Democrats, right? Now she's making history, Jack. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. What are you going to do? Maybe I'll watch Garth. What's he (laughs) going to sing? Friends in Little Places? You can't sing a bar room. That's a rodeo. Give me rodeo. Yeah, that'd be awesome. What's the one about the the guy who drives his truck into the hotel because his wife's in there cheating on him? That's a good song. Mm,
5: I don't know that. That'd one. be a great one. I don't approve of that.
6: I don't think we should have revenge-based songs at the inauguration. Yeah, yeah the let's...
3: song
5: is he's, he, he
3: finds out his wife's cheating on him at the hotel, so he takes his he's a truck driver, of course. It's a country song, and he drives his truck through the hotel. Oh no! The people who saw it said he never hit the brake; he was shifting gears, <laughs> which is an awesome line. Oh wait a minute.
4: <laughs>
5: That's uh that's that's where people can get hurt in a scenario. Wife like
3: killing songs is one of the most popular genres of country music.
5: I know, I was a little shocked when I came to it through the alt country scene.
3: Oh, God, there are like fifty classic wife killing songs, which is kind of weird. I'd say. Yeah. Sick. Very very popular. Sick. Now, but now you got the husband killing songs or husband beaten songs that are so popular. Quality. That's very popular Sickness. with your Carrie Underwood and all those kind of people.
5: What the hell's the matter with you people? Country people? Or you cry, you, you get drunk, you move on. Mm. You don't drive trucks through hotels and whatnot.
3: You don't slash their tires and no. beat out their headlights with a ball bat and all no. that sort of stuff. Mm. Okay. Um, our text line is four one five two nine five kftc Four one five two nine five kftc We'll try to finish strong.
7: Armstrong and Getty.
6: The Armstrong and Getty
7: Show.
0: Historically, we will find out who he's beholden to, who pulls his strings. Uh, I would love to see his phone records to see whether he was talking to Putin the day that uh, the insurgents uh, invaded our capital. But we now know that not just him, but his enablers, his accomplices, his cult members have the same disregard for democracy. Do you think we need a, a 9-11 type commission to investigate and report everything that they can pull together and explain what happened?
3: You're just mad because the house fell on your sister. <laughs> um that's obviously the voice of Hillary Clinton uh talking to Nancy Pelosi on her podcast. She asked that question to Nancy. Nancy said, "Yes, we should have a 9/11 style commission to look into it." Hillary Clinton actually just said, if you weren't following that, she wants to look at Trump's phone records to see if he was on the phone with Putin while the Capitol siege was going on. That's you you want to talk crazy conspiracies? Did she miss the whole Mueller report thing?
5: Wow. She's a nutso. Wow. That's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So she was seriously wondering whether Putin was pulling Trump strings during the attack on the Capitol.
3: Not just was behind it, but actually on the phone with him during the attack. Taking instructions. That's a nutso. I think she sits alone in a house in a rocking chair with that weird smile. Probably had a... (laughs) (laughs) weird laughing thing she does and just thinks about how the election was stolen from her because of Russia and misogyny.
5: Watches her 50 cats walk back and forth.
3: Anyway, I didn't mean to go off that far on that. We do have some breaking news that's definitely worth mentioning. Um, The U.S. has declared that China is committing genocide and crimes against humanity through its wide-scale repression of the Uyghurs. Wow. That's a big deal. We're the first country to do that, and I'm sure we'll be urging the U.N. and saying that at the U.N., unless the, Biden rescinds it tomorrow the only country on earth that could go toe-to-toe with us militarily we just said is committing genocide
5: okay Hunter's on the phone right now to the old man say hey dad come on I got to get a paycheck go easy on China huh because this is a Trump administration thing right there's no oh, you're right. Like, you right know, independent genocide designator office I don't think
3: excellent point was that to fit that in before Biden gets into office. Yes. So he's in a position where what's he going to say? That's not
5: true. Uh, well, in terms of just pure human rights, that was a good thing to do. I think. Hmm. You know
7: you want a happy ending. i Jack Armstrong and you'll get Final I, I hate that
5: one. Oh love that one. That's my
7: favorite
5: of them. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael?
2: You know, the media love to complain about Trump, but now that he's going to be gone, I think they're going to realize how boring things are, and they're going to miss him.
5: Yeah, in I, a way,
3: I, I agree. I'm gonna, gonna have
5: to work now.
3: I'm gonna add on to my final thought with that too, Michael. I agree with you. But first,
6: positive Sean, our producer has a final thought. Oh, I don't know. So much stuff on the menu when I get home. Uh, chicken tenders. Maybe today's the mozzarella sticks day. I don't know. My air fryer has just really changed everything about my life, and the world is my oyster. Ooh, ooh, oysters. I wonder if
3: <laughs> if I can... Nice, uh, Jack. Uh, final thought. I gotta get one of those. I gotta get. I got a. Which brand did you get? The Cuisinart. Cuisinart? Yeah,
6: and that uh, costs roughly what? A little more than a hundred bucks. It wasn't I bad at
3: gotta all. Got to get that today. Today, pay attention to the quart size. The size of it matters. I'm cooking for the for my son tonight. So, how many quarts did you get?
6: Uh, I think mine is a.
5: Uh, it's about five. Okay. About five quarts. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. My final thought: three words. Pardon, Joe Exotic. Yes, America needs the Tiger King out again. Free, letting his freak flag fly in the back only, of course. The bemulleted, toothless, tweaking tiger breeder slash executor, probably.
3: There's actually a limo waiting outside the prison, and they've got the hair and makeup artists ready to go for Joe Exotic if he is pardoned by Trump. It's
5: going to be a long day tomorrow if he's not.
3: <laughs> Do you get to walk out the door, like, immediately if the president pardons you? I
5: think there's paperwork. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm just t- walking. <laughs> I've never been
3: pardoned. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling
5: four-hour workday so many people thanks a little time go to armstrong if there's something we ought to be talking about send it along mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com see you tomorrow god bless america
2: you having a good time okay i I did not say that i've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes (laughs) that's
0: sucks. if you wish to leave you may let me just say how very very dismaying and disappointing
2: not
6: uh good and just Change the channel
5: from this
3: mesmerizing
5: horror show.
2: We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the
3: words.
5: It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're we're dismissed, is that correct?
2: Do you want to rephrase what you're doing? California is a blue state that is completely held together by red tape. It's no wonder people are leaving in droves. Armstrong and Getty
7: Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for
0: years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,